welcome to Transition Podcast. My name is Noma. Let's chat, people. Hello, we're back. Season 7. Can you believe it? Yep, yep, yep. We're back. Transition Podcast is on Season 7. And, okay, so I should apologize for for not coming on when I said I was going to come on. It was just a lot of different things over the weekend. And, um, yeah, but I'm back and I'm here. And, yes, I've missed you. I think it's like two weeks that we were away. We were away from each other and I couldn't stop thinking about you. <laughs> and I'm back. Um, okay, so... This episode is going to be Tales from the Web because during the break, if I should call it that, I think I can call it that, I was like, a lot of things were happening online and I was like, when I come back, I would like to talk about some of them. And also for season seven, I have some amazing things planned for this season. I've already started talking to one or two people to do like a co-hosting like we had with Okbe and I've had with Somto and I've had with Ebuka and I've had with Uzo and so yes um I'm talking to some people and hopefully fingers crossed before season seven is over we'll have a lot more co-host episodes I feel like those episodes are really like interesting and engaging even more than when it's just me right? So I'm really looking forward to that because I always learn something. I always get a new perspective each and every time. And um, yeah, so by God's grace, fingers crossed, that is going to happen really soon. So yeah, Tales from the Web 8. Wow. Okay, let's go. Okay, so first on the list for me is going to be Hilda Bassi for my Tales from the Web. So Hilda Bassi is this Nigerian lady who went on a quest to beat the Guinness World Record for the longest cooking time. She did beat the record of the previous record holder, who was an Indian woman. Um, but as I'm speaking right now, what I do know right now in this moment is that Guinness World Records has said that they are you know, collating their, you know, the data and looking over everything before they officially announce that she has actually done it. And in the process of, you know, her going into this and when the whole thing was going on, it took four days. I'm sure you guys already know this gist, but just allow me to get into the preambles of it. So a lot of people have been talking about it, right? On social media, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Um, It's been so, such an inspiring thing for a lot of people. Um, and again, obviously, it just brought everyone together. Um, Nigeria has experienced a lot of, especially during the election period, a lot of tribal and religious divide. Those things have sort of, were sort of like overemphasized before the elections, during the elections, and even after the elections. There's been all that kind of like heated banter about religion and tribe. And just seeing Hilda Bassi, doing this and saying everybody she's doing this she's doing this in lagos number one you know and she's you know everybody there was nothing about where are you from and who are you everybody showed up celebrities of different you know tribes and everything they showed up um the elite the middle class the who were you know everybody that was anybody as a human being was there and it it was just a beautiful reminder that, you know, at the end of the day, like the things that we 
the things that we focus on, you know, that we allow ourselves focus on to divide us, they are not really, they're not really worth it when it comes to what really matters. At the end of the day, you know, we all, what's that saying? It's like, we all bleed red or we all bleed blood or something, you know, like there's not much difference between us. And it was just beautiful to, to see the, the past four days, like people just realizing, like, we are, we are one, like we are just a collective, we are one, we are a collective unit, we are a collective body, we want the same things, we rejoice over the same things, you know, we feel the same emotions, like we are not that different from each other. To get to really what I want to talk about, about Hilda Bassi, for me, it was like, um, it was seen, it was the reminder that success is something that is planned for, you know, um, Hilda Bassi went into an extensive period of preparation where, you know, I was reading things where, you know, like she went into like extensive like workout regimes where she, you know, lost the weight, um, trials, where she did trials, um, even, even to the point of her even picking the team, the people she wanted to be with her, even to the point of her deciding what she was going to cook. Because obviously she wouldn't have just gotten into that space and then just decided, okay, now we're going to make jello fries. And now after that jello fries, we're going to make asun. Like all those things she would have taught it, you know, taught it through properly. Um, and so it's just, for me, it was just a reminder that success is planned for. And for people that I see, that I admire and uh, their achievements and what they have, and it could be anything. It could be like they're doing well in their careers or in business or they're doing well in marriage or relationships. For for most people, they didn't stumble into the success that you're seeing. They worked hard. They planned and then they worked hard. And so um, it was just that reminder that, yes, you want to be successful. Yes, you know what your goal is. I know what my goal is. But how am I planning? What am I doing right now that connects with that success, with that achievement that I want down down the line? So, you know, an easy example I could give is like weight loss, right? So if my goal is to be at a certain weight by, let's say, September, is something I have to plan for. It's something I have to start thinking about. Okay, what am I going to change? What am I going to bring in? What am I going to take out? And it's in planning all these things that we we are then able to successfully achieve our goals. So it was just that reminder. That's that's what I loved about it. That's what I appreciated about being able to see, you know, Hilda Bassi do what she did. It's my hope and it's my prayer that um she does get to break that record. It was also lovely to see the support of her family, like her mom in particular. Um, I was seeing also that people were talking about her siblings as well. But seeing the seeing her family, seeing the people who were in the booth, booth with her, it was just beautiful. And again, it's just that reminder about like, nobody is an island. We all need people. And people will surround you based on like who you are at the end of the day. People will support you based on who you are. Um if if Hilda was like a saucy, difficult, you know, whatever, chip on her shoulder kind of person, um, she wouldn't have been able to have the support that she had in terms of her friends and her family and everything. And so again, it's just that thing of, yeah, it's just people will surround 
a good person. They, you know, I don't know if I, I hope I'm making sense, but you know, based on your, your character, you know, people will surround you. People will love on you and support you. So again, it's just that thing about like, just be good. Just have a good, have a good personality, have a positive personality because it will definitely draw the right people into your circle, into your life as well. Okay. Moving on from that. Um, so the coronation happened during the break <laughs> and, um, for me, the thing I want to talk about, there are so many aspects of that coronation to talk about, right? But the only thing I want to talk about from the coronation of King Charles III, um, is Tiwa Savage. Now, hmm, Tiwa Savage, there are some, like, there are some songs, eh, that if you want to see me dancing outside as if I am inside, there are some songs that you should play. And Tiwa Savage has some of her songs are one of them. So let me tell you, so that when you see me, you just want to like say, this girl, I'm going to catch you. So <laughs> I like uh, Tiwa Savage. I like My Darling. I will dance. Like wherever that song is playing, something about me has to move somehow. Like I will forget that I'm outside. Um, and then I also like the remix she did with um, Pato Ranking. Girl, I think it's Gelio. I think that's it. Those two Tiwa Savage songs, or oh, if you play it outside, all oh, this one I'm telling you that I'm shy, I'm an introvert, forget it. That one, just all those things, just go to bed. <laughs> I will come outside. So I really, I really love like Tiwa Savage. I love some of her music, you know, some of her music that I've listened to. Um, but yeah, what I want to talk about for the coronation, right, is I was watching her. I didn't watch her performance live. So I watched it later on, on YouTube. And I remembered as I was watching it, I remembered all the scandals, if I should call it that for the lack of just a better word, maybe that had surrounded her over the years. Right. So the, the very big one was the one with her husband. I can't remember his name now. That was also her manager. And that, you know, like the, the breakdown of her marriage and the interview that she did. And I think there was this thing that was trending based on something she said, whether she said the husband had somebody's number saved on his phone as, but that's small chops or something, something like that. And then that trended like everywhere. And then the demise of her marriage, that was such a, a huge thing. And then there was the whole thing where I think she had like a sex tape that was leaked very like graphic and unflattering because you could actually see her face like you could there was no mistake that oh this you know this it was her or this wasn't her like everyone was like you could see her face in it it's it was Tiwa Savage right and I was so as I was watching her performance I was just like wow this woman has been through some things and you know, like these are the ones like I know of, I know like there are so many others, but these are like the two, like really big ones that like were everywhere. And I was like, this lady has been through some things and she is still going. And yeah, that could be for so many other th reasons. Right. But for me, that was an inspiration in itself. It was the fact that she, she had been through some things and she was still going and it was almost reminding me of what I talked about in terms of like the perfect image like when you're seeing this lady, you're not seeing a perfect, you know, person with a squeaky clean past or with a, even with a squeaky clean present probably, but you're just seeing a human being who has made some bad calls, you know, had some horrible and um, public 
falls and embarrassment and she's just still on her grind. She's not, she's not letting that stop her because to be fixated on those things, isn't it? Is to just get stuck. You just, you just get stuck. You just have this chip on your shoulder in a very negative way, not even in a boastful or proud fool. (laughs) That is English way. But yeah, you just have this chip on your shoulder and, um, you just get stuck so you don't achieve anything and every space you enter into it's like you're just constantly feeling oh i don't belong here and this i'm not good enough for this and blah 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 so for me it was just amazing to see like this is all the things she has been through these are all the things that should stop her they are strong enough to stop her to knock her off to to take her down and she's not letting it and again it was the, a reminder. I mean, some of these reminders are very easy, right? <laughs> but in the living out, I don't know about you, but for me, sometimes the living out of these things is difficult. And it's also about knowing yourself. Cause I feel like at the end of the day, when you know yourself, you're able to live with yourself, regardless of what any other person says about you. Cause you know yourself, you know, your heart, you know what you're about. And then the people closest to you as well, they know your heart, they know what you're about. So it doesn't matter what, you know, one person that is living somewhere in the world that does not know you and you don't know them thinks about you because you just know yourself and you're not allowing the opinions of strangers to phase you. So I was just really impressed, um, by the fact that she wasn't, letting those negative things stop her and it's just a reminder for you and for me not to allow the negative things stop us like when we have made bad calls you know we should accept that we made a bad call when we have made errors mistakes um we should accept it we should accept it and just move past it you know it may not be easy but it's it's what we have to do if not we're just going to be stuck and the world is going to move on and we're just going to be stuck you know in the past, unable to get past anything. And, and then we don't get to live out our, our full potential because we, we are allowing, we're allowing the things that we have done or the things that have been done to us to hold us back. So well done to our savage, you know, you're doing well, (laughs) you're doing well. Um, the next thing that I want to talk about, oh my gosh, this one is a bit sad. Um, is seen to be, um, the Nigerian actor, um, it was announced in the past week that, um, he has passed on. Um, and you know, when I heard that, I remembered like in 2018 or 2019, I'm not sure now where I was working at the time. He actually came to the office. I was working to see the MD, um, of the office. And I remember I I saw him from afar and, you know, I don't know if, I can't remember if people went up to him, but I just remember just like, Oh wow, this is sent to be, but I just didn't move. I was just like staring at him as he was walking by. And I, you know, used my eyes and I followed him until he went up the stairs. And when he was coming down, I used my eyes, <laughs> you know, and I don't know, I tend to do that sometimes, not all the time. If I see people I recognize is, is either, I just watch them. Like I remember when I saw Julia. Oh yeah. So I remember when I saw Julius Agu, I was in, there's a shop in Nigeria called Ebano and I was in Ebano and, um, 
I had just closed from work. I wanted to quickly like do some, I think it was even like a Friday or something. So I wanted to do like some weekend, like getting off stuff. And so I entered into a banner and then I saw this person and he was doing his own shopping was with his two kids. I think he like two kids and he was holding his shopping cart and pushing it. And I remember staring like, "Ah, this looks like, because I've never seen Julius Agu like in years, right? No, I don't. But I just record when I saw him. I was like, ah, this looks like Julius Agu. So I was, I was just, you know, staring at him. <laughs> I was just staring at him, you know. And um, he now looked at me, and then he smiled, and he's like, "Hi." And so I just, I don't even know if I said anything. I think I did like one shy bride. I just was like, hmm. <laughs> and I just walked, and I just walked past. But yeah, anyway, so. Yeah, I, I just, I'm not those people, you know, there's some people that when they see celebrities out and about, they're like, they just run out and say, ah, I love you. You're my favorite. You're my this and that. <laughs> That's not me. I'll just be using my eyes to be following you. So yeah, so when I saw that news about Saint Toby, I was really, I just, I was taken back to that day when I saw him, right? And just thinking like, wow, you know, that was the last time I saw him, you know? Um, and there's so much that has come out about what his life was like. I know that um, I wasn't really a fan. Like a lot of people talk about how they were like big fans of him. The honest truth, <laughs> the honest truth is that I didn't start watching Nigerian films like fully, like getting invested in, oh, this is, you know, this person, this is this person's name, this is this person's name. I didn't really get to that point until like, I think, I think it was like 2000 and maybe around like 2004 or 2005-ish when I started like really getting into Nigerian films. Like the, the 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 ones that my parents used to do, like if you're Nigerian, you know, like all this living in bondage and Neka the Pretty Serpent. And, you know, those were like those classic ones. Those were the ones I knew. And I remember that there was a time for one of the courses we did, they had asked us to write on, write about something, something in Nollywood, something about Nollywood that's when I was like, no ma, you have to start watching Nollywood because I didn't know that question. I didn't know. And I was just, what I wrote self, I, I'm not sure. I'm sure the, the person that marked that thing would have just been like, is this lady having a mental breakdown? <laughs> because I was just writing everything and nothing. You know, I had no idea about anything Nollywood, who was called, who films, anything. So it was that, that experience was like, and that was like around 2000 and four or so i was like okay no man you have to start watching nigerian films and so that's when i became really invested i did i did not really care about the nollywood industry and it's it's an amazing industry to be honest it has grown over the years it does amazing work so i'm not really familiar with saint obi's work as it were because i've seen people who have talked about oh he formed he was a big part of my childhood i think for me if there's any Nigerian actor, I would say like it was a big part of my growing up as per Nollywood, it would be Jim Ike and Ramsey Noah because they were in a lot of Nigerian films back in the day. So I'll say, okay, those two people, I know that I saw them a lot. Um, but yeah, that does not take away the fact that Saint Toby was an amazing actor and he did impact people you know, people's childhood. He he had memorable performances that people are still holding on to and have been unable to forget and will hold on to it for the rest of their lives, I'm sure. Um, another thing that has come out about, you know, the whole St. Toby's demise is his marital situation, right? And 
the unpleasantness of it and domestic violence and everything. And so I saw a lady put on Instagram and she's like, you know, people shouldn't, <sighs> I don't know, maybe when I saw that I was just in a very bad mood because that ha- it robbed me the wrong way. Maybe I should check back <laughs> maybe tomorrow or something and I'll feel different about it. But basically what she was saying was like, oh, people shouldn't be telling other people's story or business as it were you know saint B is not alive to affirm or deny anything anybody is saying for me i just felt like um i don't know like i said maybe i was just in a weird mood when i saw that but i i i just felt like because i had seen something someone had documented someone who was like a close friend of his had documented on social media about and i was like allow allow people to talk Okay, like allow people to talk. Like, it's, you, we don't get to say how people process stuff. I'm sorry. It's like, if if now something happened, I don't have to look. So if, if you have a sister who is married and she she dies, right? And then a close, a relative, a brother, a sister, a sibling, a friend comes out and starts saying, saying, oh, you didn't know this about my sister's marriage. This is what was happening to her. Oh, you didn't know this about my friend. This is what was happening to her. And then you come out and say, eh, this is not the time to start talking about that. I'm like, says who? Like, how does that one concern you? Like, allow people to express themselves. Allow people to grieve how they want to grieve. Allow people to go through their process. The important thing to know is that Yes, there are two sides to every story, one. And the other thing to know, like I was saying to someone over the phone over the weekend, like the truth will always stand the test of time. A lie will always be easily exposed. Whoever is lying will be exposed one way or another. It will, it will, what, what really happened will come out, but allow, like allow people to just in, when something like this happens, when they've lost a friend, they've lost a brother, they However they want to to process it, however they want to experience it, let them. That's another thing for me about social media. And I'm I don't know. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm putting myself in trouble here. But I just feel like social media has just made it that everybody must have an opinion on something. Like every like an opinion on whatever. Like just take a mic. <laughs> That's social media. Like take a mic. You know, like where you go to like you know, I don't like in churches, for example, like when people want to give testimonies, you know, and the person and the person starts singing and going on. And then, you know, the person who is like moderating is saying, you only have two minutes. <laughs> you only have one minute. I feel like that's what social media should be like on Twitter. Like if you have already put up it one tweet for the day, you're like, you only have two tweets left for today <laughs> because I feel like the limitlessness of social media just makes people feel like, I can talk and I would just like just commentators on everything. And it, honestly, to me, sometimes it gets a bit annoying. Even me, I get a bit, I get a bit annoyed at myself because, but that's just me. So when I saw that lady's comment about, you know, people should allow people grieve and you have no right to be telling other people's stories. I'm like, please, if, if this was my friend and this, and I just feel like his death, his death is so pitiful. And I just, and I feel like people need to know how this man suffered. You know, like you can't, however people want to express their grief in this kind of things, please allow them. And again, I feel like we don't have to 
have an opinion. It's okay to, to see something and just be like, I really don't know what I think about this. And then not say it. Do you get what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. That's what I think about that anyway. But it's really sad that Saint Toby died. Um, it's really, really sad. And again, it's just a reminder for, for you, for me. I remember when I did an episode, I think it's two years ago now, where I think it's Cecily Tyson. And I was saying how like her death was just a reminder that we are all in transition. Like this is not a permanent place. And today I was watching something, which I'll get to, and I was watching something and I was saying to myself how it's so interesting how we have such a short time here on earth and we have an eternity on the in our death, right? So we spend eternity in death and we spend such a short time in life, you know, 80 years, 90 years, and then you're talking an infinite number of years with eternity, um, and I was like, but a lot of times we live as though we live as though we have eternity on earth in life. And when we have a finite time in death and it's not true. And I feel like when we remember that, um, that there's a song by the cause, um, I think they are a Welsh or Irish group of brothers and sisters, and it's it's called Borrowed, and it's just basically talking about how we're we're all on borrowed time, and um, death is that reminder, and I feel like if there's anyone who's listening to this and feels like, well, you know, Saint Toby is lucky, you know, because. Um, I remember there was a plane crash that happened some years ago. I, I don't even know if it was even the Malaysia one. And where I was working then, um, and, you know, someone had made a comment about how, like, oh, those people, <laughs> you know, it sounds very random. But, you know, when you pay attention, you know, like, what people are going through, right? So the person had made a comment, like, oh, they were so lucky to have just gone instantly, um, and I feel like sometimes there are people who hear about other people's death and they just, they do think that they do think, oh gosh, you're so lucky. You don't have to deal with the challenges of life and the burdens of life and the everything. And if that is you, I, my heart goes out to you. I, life can be tough. Like <laughs> life, life can be tough in in a lot of ways that can be very exhausting and I do get that I do get that um but like my brother said to me you know when we were talking uh one of my brothers said to me when we were talking and he he said well as long as there is life there is hope and um we had moved on and started talking about you know continue the conversation but I went back to read that message we we're talking about the saint to be thing and I went back to read that message and I and I put a heart on it because I, I just allowed myself again to read it. As long as there is life, there is hope. And so I just want to say to you, just in case you just feel like you want out because everything feels too much. As long as there is life, there is hope. Death may be, death is a permanent, there's a way it said that death is a permanent solution to a temporary problem you know suicide is it is a permanent solution to a temporary problem i remember years ago my mom shared a story with me about what a friend of hers told her i think this man was like her cousin 
or somebody, I don't know how, but it was, a, it was somehow related to this heart, my mom's friend. And he had been trying everything to leave Nigeria. This was a while back, you know. And he had tried everything to leave Nigeria. And he kept, you know, life was really difficult for him. And, you know, he kept getting rejected and all of that. And um, unfortunately, this man took his life. And some days after... His passport came. I think he had sent his passport to like maybe the South African embassy or something like that. I think that was the embassy he had sent it to. And I don't know what happened, but, you know, nothing was, you know, he had tried to leave in, maybe to different countries. I can't really remember the story now, but he took his life. And then just a few days after that, his passport comes out and they have a, they've given him his visa. And he's gone, you know. Um, so again, you know, I do, I, it's just that a reminder that, look, it's just a, it's a permanent pro, pro, um, solution to a temporary problem. Um, there is still hope. Um, encourage yourself in the Lord, you know, encourage yourself in the, allow the words of your loved ones and friends and whoever is in your life that, you know, loves you. Allow yourself to be encouraged by their words I do understand life can be tough. I mean, during the week, I, or was it, no, I think it was yesterday, actually. Um, I came across a story about a, a, a young boy who um, went to surgery. His parents took him for surgery for, an append, for his appendix and um, allegedly, you know, he had this, by the time he was coming out, basically now he's just, he's immobile. He can't move. It was supposed to be a simple surgery, but apparently during the process of the surgery, there was a period of time where he lost oxygen and in his brain and everything just went wrong from there. And so now he, he can't talk, he can't move, he can't anything. He's just the healthy boy that walks into that hospital just to have his appendix removed is now somebody who has to be carried, somebody who can't talk, somebody who can't eat by himself, you know, like, and his parents, and I was just reading the story, the, the, the parents, you know, they are everything that they have lost on account of this and all the lives that have been affected in that family. And I'm just like, I, I was, as I was reading it, I was just at a point I started crying because I was just like, man, life, life can be tough, you know? And, that's why it's important. Like we are kind, like we are kind and we should check up on people. We should check up on people as well. You know, I used to do this thing where, oh, if I've not heard from somebody, I'm like, somebody comes into my mind and I'm just like, hmm. but I've, I've tried to stop doing that. You know, I've tried to stop doing that. Once, once someone comes into my mind, I, I do reach out. I don't always be like, eh, eh, let them call me first. <laughs> you know, I used to be like that. Not, no, I'm not proud of it, but that's what, that's what I used to do. But man, life, life can be tough and, and you don't know who, who needs that call, who needs to know that somebody is thinking about them. Somebody cares about them. Somebody, you know, wants to spend time with them and talk to them and encourage them and make them laugh it's, it means a whole lot. I know that when that happens for me, it means a whole lot to me. So I can imagine that it will mean a whole lot to someone else. So let's be kinder to people and, um, let's, let's give support and let's receive support as well. Okay, good.
Um, the next thing on my list, on my tales from the web list, is Anna Nicole Smith. Now, I don't know if you are aware of Anna Nicole Smith. I just, um, she's this American blonde bombshell lady who featured in Playboy, featured in some films and commercials back in the day. Um, she married this billionaire old guy. And um, when he died, wasn't she was stripped of, you know, she couldn't access any wealth. She was trying to get access to like his wealth because I mean, she was his wife. And even before they got married officially, she was like his long term, well, not long term because it was like on a wheelchair and really old. But she was his like lover for like a, a good period of time, a number of years. Um, and yeah, and um, when I watched that series, honestly, I felt bad. Well, sorry, it's not a series, it's like a documentary of her life. It's not a series, sorry. And it's on Netflix. I was going to say it's on Nextflix. <laughs> it's on Netflix. So, you know, I th I think you should watch it. Um, I felt really bad because I judged. I remember back in the day, I used, I judged her. I judged her based on what the news, you know, late night news was t saying about her. And, you know, all the, the things coming out about her, like from the press, from the media, I judged her based on that. But in seeing her documentary, um, I felt bad because I didn't know, I didn't know a lot, a lot of the things I was saying of the behind the scenes of her life, the things, and you see, that's the thing, people are a product of their environment. And for me, it was just that thing where I can see this person outside like there was a lady in the documentary who, who said how she, a friend of Nicole, um, Anna Nicole Smith, and she was saying how she, when she became friends with Nicole, she, um, she was sharing her life story with, with Nicole Smith. And she was like, she was, she was living with her mom and her stepdad. That's this friend of the Anna Nicole Smith living in her, with her mom and her stepdad. Um, like she was different series of stepdads, I think she said. And, you know, she said she was raped, sexually assaulted by this, by her stepfather's for from a very young age until she was 13 and that's when she ran away from home and she ran away from home and she started dancing in like nightclubs right she started dancing in strip clubs and things like that and that's how she she met nicole and they became friends and she was like she never she could she never trusted men because of her experiences so she never trusted them romantically she could never like be with a man because she didn't trust them and so she was alleging you know, because I don't know if it's true. So she was alleging that she and Anna Nicole actually started having like, they were friends and then they became like part-time lovers as well. And I was like, but when you know her story, when you know what happened to her that brought her to that place, that brought her to that decision, it was like, instead of you judging, you start, you have compassion. Like you can't, I mean, if, if you can hear that, you could, if you could hear that story and you see that person and you're, you still feel like judging and condemning and like shouting them down. I mean, I don't know. Right. I don't know. But when I heard that, I actually felt compassion for her. I actually felt compassion for her. And I, and, and just watching the whole of the Anna Nicole Smith thing, I was like, we're really wrong to judge people because we don't know, we don't know people's stories. I didn't, you know, sometimes we don't know the real story. Sometimes we don't even know the story at all. 
and we're just we we just judge people we just i was one of those who really judged her but she was a very watching the documentary she was just a very troubled and almost like a lost soul somehow you know like there was just something broken in her like like very early on and it's like she just kept looking for something and someone who would who would fit and you know mend the brokenness that she felt and i you know it just it always just seemed to elude her somehow that that joy that happiness of and i just i was i really felt bad cuz i really was one of those who used to judge her and again <laughs> i've said remind i lord in this episode but again ah oh, it's a reminder that you know my first in, my first thing shouldn't be to judge people my first thing shouldn't be to condemn people to criticize people um compassion you know compassion um even the bible says you know say speak the truth in love whatever truth you feel you have if you don't speak it in love nobody's going to want to listen to you you know it could be it could be like it could be the truth truth but if it's not in love you're going to have no audience you're going to get no conviction um so compassion it was just a reminder compassion and for me it was like okay don't judge <laughs> you know we live in we live in a very critical world um where we we criticize people that look different from us we we judge people that act different from us and believe different from us and you know we sometimes we find that you know we think that we are better than these people because of this or because of that and you know you you only missed you only missed their environment you only missed their background by the mercy of god Cause that could have easily been you. That could have easily been you that experienced that and then made the decision to go dance in a strip club because you needed to make money, because you had nowhere else to go. You know, you just missed that experience by the mercy of God. So, compassion, you know, and that's why Jesus could eat with people, but you know, people considered as filthy and as vile and oh how could you eat with a tax col- tax collector and how could you let a woman in a you know who is in adultery or whatever to like worship you at your feet compassion because he knew what their stories were he knew he knew what their stories were. he knew what had happened to them that brought them to where they were and so they, they were not lost causes they were people who needed compassion so I want to challenge you. I want to challenge myself that we should to stop looking at people as lost causes. Paraventure, that's what we do. Paraventure, we, we see people and suddenly our first thought is, oh, thank God I'm not him. Thank God I'm not her. <laughs> I'm not like them. Compassion. Because, you know, like T.D. Jake said in one of his sermons, he's like, if... God decided to, you know, I'll paraphrase it, like put your whole life on blast for 24 hours, just like right up there in the sky. Everything you've ever done, secret thing, every thoughts you've ever had in your head 
and he just decided for 24 hours it's going to be out there in the sky. Anybody could look up and just see. A lot of us will never come outside again. <laughs> a lot of us will never come outside again. Like, we'll just, okay, that's it. I am now living inside this toilet. <laughs> so, compassion. Compassion, because we're not that different. We're not that different. So that's it for me. <laughs> that's it for me. Um, I got some emails, I should say. So thank you to those who send me emails. Um, I think in the next episode, I'll, I'll read, I'll be reading them one by one. So in the next episode, I'll start to, I'll read one. And then like that, like that, like that. Please, if you haven't sent, kindly send, encourage a sister. <laughs> it's transitionpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Um, I love you and thank you for listening and catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.